I'm thankful for young men that will preach the word. You ready to hear the word of God today? Brother Jake, come preach to us this morning. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's give that to God right now. Can we just give God just one more, not just a hand clap, but a shout. There's something about, you know, the Bible says clap your hands, but it also says shout unto God with a voice of triumph. And I wish right now if we could just lift our voice and make a joyful noise unto the Lord right now. Come on, there's something about your voice. If, it, if There's something about pushing past that, that, that being uncomfortable and just saying, Jesus, I love you, Lord. Jesus, I thank you, Lord, just for your goodness and mercy. Lord, I love you. There's something about using your voice. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, Jesus, that name, that name. Holiness has a name, and it's Jesus. Redemption has a name, and it's Jesus. The Word has a name, and it's Jesus. When I pray, I pray in the name of Jesus. When I'm healed, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Everything I do, I do in the name of Jesus. When devils are cast out, they're cast out in the name of Jesus. When miracles happen, they happen in the name of Jesus. When I'm low and I feel my comfort, it happens because of Jesus. When I'm stressed but I feel that peace, it comes because of Jesus. Woo! I'm thankful for Jesus today. I'm thankful for Jesus today. I'm thankful to be able to bring the word of the Lord to us today. And, uh, and I want to say, I know Pastor already said, but I'm, Andrew, we're glad you're here, man. I'm glad you could be in Dog Nation. He's from LSU, so uh, I, can't, I can't really say much about that uh, this go-around, but next season. Um, had a wonderful time. Some of the guys took him to clock last night. We ate peanut butter bacon burgers and... It was delicious. Uh, Chris got it to go box and didn't even offer to just give me the rest of his food. And so I'm, I was up with bitterness all night about that. I thought he was my friend. Um, but I do have a word from the Lord today, and it's, I'll tell you, it's uncomfortable for me uh, in, in some ways, but I know now what the Lord is trying to do and what the Lord is trying to say and tried to seek out different directions and the Lord just stonewalled me just know this is this is what I need you to say there are times of instruction that come from the Lord that can lead to revival in ways that have been locked up in areas that have been locked up if we receive it And what we have to do today is make up our minds. When we hear the instruction of the Lord, we hear the word of the Lord, we have to make up our minds, will I receive that instruction like like Abraham did with faith, obeying the word of the Lord, being blessed because of it, or will I be like that rich young ruler that walked away after the command of the Lord? He walked away sad, knowing I'm not doing what the Lord said to do, but I just can't let go of these other things. We have to make up in our mind today, today, what am I going to do with the instruction of the Lord? And if we'll obey it, there's going to be revival in areas that have been locked up. So James 1 and 8, just one verse of Scripture. James 1 and verse 8, many of you know it. And just says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Very plain, very straightforward. A double-minded man. Someone who does not have their mind made up. Somebody trying to live two or three or four or ten different lives at once. Somebody that's not 100% sold out, made up my mind. A double-minded man is unstable there's no stability 
nothing to stand on. He's unstable in all his ways. Let's lift our hands and our voices one more time. Lord, I thank you for your spirit, Lord, that we felt in this place today. I thank you for your sweet love, Lord, your comfort and peace that we have felt in this house today. But Lord, now we know, Lord, that you're going to instruct us by your word. And I pray, God, I pray right now that such a conviction would be upon us, Lord, that it would lead, Lord, to revival that we've never seen before, that it would lead to things, to areas, Lord, that have been locked up, Lord, in the Spirit. God, if we would just receive your word with gladness today. Lord, remove every distraction and hindrance and help us today by your word. Help us to live by it, to love it, to cleave to it. Oh, God, like your word says. And we give you all the honor and glory and praise. And everyone said in Jesus' name, let's clap our hands. Let's give God one more shout of praise. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word, Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. Just for a few moments. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. People today, this is true. You can't tell me it's not. It's true and it's evident. It's apparent when you look today and even when you look into your own life. That people today have such a hard time making up their minds. I don't know where I want to eat. And I don't know when I finally get there, I don't know what I want to eat when I get there. Can't decide. Or I wish that we had gone somewhere else. I don't know what to wear. Ladies, not so much a thing with guys. I don't know what to wear. Uh, my hair is falling out because I'm stressed because I don't know what to wear. And now I've picked out an outfit and I hate it. I should have wore something else. Ladies, amen, right? Oh, you look so good. I hate this outfit. I'm looking at you. I said, you look so pretty. She said, I hate this thing right here. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to watch. And then I get bored and look at my phone the whole time five minutes into it. I don't know, somebody amen me on this, I don't know what to major in. And then I switch my major from astrophysics to early childhood education to massage therapist to nursing five different times in the same week. I can't decide, can't make up my mind. Some of y'all just don't know how true that is. In 2019, I'm going to be healthy. But I ate Taco Bell for lunch and had chicken McNuggets for dessert six times this week. Uh, I'm going to start going to bed early. I need, I need my rest. I'm going to start going to bed at 9 o'clock every night, but here it is, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm on YouTube watching a video of a cat play the trumpet. Again, these things are funny because they're true. You ever heard anybody say it's funny because it's true? It'd be one thing if these were exaggerations, but they're, they're true. People can't make up their minds. But the thing is, there are things that are not so funny, and they're rather serious. They're very serious, really, when it comes to people not having a made-up mind. It's not funny, and it's not something to joke about. And if we begin to think that we can joke about it and make light of it, then we're in a bad place already. Because there are people that can't decide, am I in this life or am I not in this life? Am I in the church or am I not in the church? Am I going to live for God or am I halfway living for God? I want to say that I'm holy, but I don't want to look holy, and I don't want to act holy, and I don't want to sound holy, 
Because it makes me stand out. There's got to be some way to do both. I want to say that I'm Christ-like, but I also like to whisper and gossip and tear people down in secret. There's got to be some way that I can manage both. I want to be used, but I don't want to be reliable or accountable. There's got to be some way around it. I want to be involved, but I don't want to show up. I want, I want revival, but I don't want to pray, and I don't want to fast, and I don't want to work. There's got to be some kind of loophole where I can do both. I want to see people saved, but I don't want to talk to anybody, and I don't want to reach out to anybody, and I don't want to go out of my way for anybody. There's got to be some way that both can happen. I want to be submitted to God, or I want to say that I'm submitted to God, but I don't want to, uh, you know, if His will doesn't line up with what I think is right. And if his will doesn't line, if his will gives me the least bit inconvenience, if his will makes me have to change the littlest thing in my life, in the course of my life, in my daily routine, even in my job or career or, or what I'm doing in this life, anything, then it can't be the will of God. I want to have godly guidance in my life, but I'll only listen to pastor and first lady when I deem it necessary. I'll only be submitted when I deem it necessary. I know best every other, uh, every other time. I want to be closer to God, but I want to spend 17 hours a day on my phone and on Netflix and on my Xbox and on my hobbies and spend five minutes at the end of the day reading Psalm 1 before I go to sleep. I'm looking for a godly relationship, but I don't want to do godly things when I'm alone with them. I want to live free from chains and bondage, but I don't want to do what it takes to keep myself out of that place and away from those people and off of that website. There's got to be some way that I can manage both and no one know, and I can still look the way that I'm supposed to look and appear to other people the way that I'm supposed to appear. People want to find a way to fake it until they make it. And people don't just start off trying to be rebellious, I don't think. Sometimes there's that case. But I don't think that people always start off just trying to just rebel against God. and try Because the thing is, to us, that, that seems like such a foolish mindset. But people really trick themselves into thinking, I'm saved when they are lost. People really trick themselves into thinking that I, I'm, I'm doing right and I'm doing good and doing everything that I'm supposed to do, but I'm really not. Double-minded. People trying to live a double life. I, I look this way at church, but at home I'm this way. I say these things, but in my head these things are going on. People won't make up their minds. People won't commit. People won't be submitted and consecrated. And it causes them to be double-minded. And that causes them to become unstable. And they wonder why, you know, why am I not having these blessings like I should? Why am I not being uh, used like I should? Why am I not hearing from God like I should? It's because you believe that what you're doing is actually okay. And that it's actually, it's actually working, but it's a, it's a fake, it's a knockoff, it's a double life. And that's why people's lives get unstable. That's why people's lives can't stay, uh, they, they can't stay rooted and grounded, they can't stay stable or have any kind of peace. They can't have their mind, they're constantly awake, they're constantly stressed, they're con there's constantly that thing, that void on the inside of them because they can't make up their minds. How am I really going to live? When you're not committed to anything, you'll have no stability in your life. When you're not committed, you're going to have no kind of peace in your life. It's always going to seem like, like just a, a, a stormy sea. It's always going to seem like I can have no stability or no peace in my life. Double-minded. There are people that want to, to Frankenstein a walk with God. Now listen to me. They, they, they want to Frankenstein a walk with God. They want to take pieces from a bunch of different dead things. 
and stitch it together and make it something that's alive. They want to take, they want to say I'm alive in Christ and I'm walking in newness of life, but I want to carry this out of the grave. I didn't want to bury this, I want to keep this on me. And they try and stitch a bunch of different dead things together and make it seem alive. I can't make up my mind what I want to be, so I'll try and be a bunch of different things at once and make it work. You know what that creates? An ugly abomination. Did anyone ever read Frankenstein in school? The monster that he created lived a perverted version of what you can barely call a life. And it was full of sorrow and sadness and anger and bitterness and confusion. Always on the run. Always hiding from something. He was unstable because he was an abomination stitched together by a bunch of dead things. He was something that never should have been. It was something that never should have been created. And that's what we do sometimes in our lives. We try and take a bunch of different things and, and make it work. I talked to the, to the regeneration the other night about how, how flies get in the anointing and it causes that anointing oil to be, begin to stink and to ruin. Because you can't mix these things. You can't mix dead things with the anointing. You can't mix unholy things with holy things and expect it to work. You can't be halfway in and halfway out and expect it to work. You can't be, you, you might show up to church, but if you're just halfway committed, it doesn't work. There are people that wonder why their lives are unstable and miserable. And now listen, I don't, I'm not talking about trials and tests. I'm not talking about storms that people go through and hardships that people face because we all go through those things. And God brings us through those things and we trust God for those things. I, I know that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people whose lives are unstable. Because they might think, I found peace and I found a life and I'm settled. But in the back of their mind... They know I'm missing something. I'm not doing something. I, I know deep down in my mind, well, why is it that people can tell themselves that they're saved? But when they think about the coming of the Lord, something in their mind says, please don't let it happen tonight. Why is it that people can say I'm saved, but oh God, if the Lord were to come tonight, that ought to be a red flag. Why is it that people feel like, you know, I, I, I'm doing right and I'm doing okay, but that conviction is constantly there and there's something on the inside of them that's constantly eating away at their heart? Why is it that we let ourselves get to that point? Double-minded. The Bible says a double-minded person, they're unstable in all their ways, in every area of their life. Peace, so my, my, there might be the illusion of peace. There might be the illusion of being settled down, but it never lasts. It's delusion. Delusion. Deception. James 4 and 8. Church, we need to get our minds made up. James 4 and 8 says, Draw nigh to God and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and listen to this, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. If I can't make up my mind, if I'm in and out, and in and out, and, and up and down, and I, I, there's never any kind of stability, if I'm halfway living for God, if I can't make up my mind what I'm going to do, and it, I can't make up my mind, am I going to be committed or not? I've got a heart problem. My heart's not pure. My heart's not where it should be. The Bible says, set your affections on things above. Where is my heart at? My heart's trying to be torn in all these different directions because I'm trying to set my affections on things above and things on the earth at the same time. I'm trying to give my attention to this and this at the same time. I'm trying to live like this and like this at the same time. And it doesn't work. 
Church, we need to make up our minds. Uh, this is what the Holy Ghost is trying to say today, and, and I'd love to preach something else, I, I, but the, the Lord is trying to instruct us today, and I know why the Lord's confirmed to me and spoke to me that there are people in this house today that need to know it's time right now. It's time right now. There's no condemnation, but I pray the conviction of God would fall on each and every one of us and show us that now more than ever, it's time to make my mind up who am I going to be? How am I going to live? What am I going to serve? It's time now more than ever to be 110% committed to this life. We can't afford to be double-minded. We can't afford to not have our minds made up. Listen to me. I'm moving. I'm just moving along here. Not having a made-up mind, living in this place of limbo, living in this place of, of just, you know, halfway in, halfway out, can't decide what I'm going to do. It's a dangerous, dangerous place to live. It is a dangerous game to play when you're stuck in that limbo of in and out and in and out. It's a very vulnerable place. I want to tell us a story and just, just humor me. I know this is not the way things work, but just, just humor me for the sake of, of the point of this story. There was a man, he died. When he opened his eyes, again, he was standing. And just as far as he could see, it was just white. It was just nothing. I mean, there was just nothing there. And there was an elevator that was just right there in front of him just a few feet away from him. And there was a man that stood there and said, look, uh, we are, um, we're trying something new. We're doing kind of a survey. And the guy's looking around like, what? He said, we're kind of doing something new. We're, uh, uh, so, uh, you know, just trying it, just a survey, a survey experiment, if you will. Just uh, What we're going to do is we're going to let you choose where you want to spend eternity. Uh, he said, you don't have to if you don't want to. You just, you know, this is voluntary. He said, we're going to let you choose. Uh, you know, obviously there's two different options. He said, you know, so what we're going to do is, you know, if you want, uh, we're going to let you spend a day in hell, and then we're going to let you spend a day in heaven, and then you can come back and choose where you want to spend eternity. And the guy stood there, and he was like, okay, I guess there's no harm in weighing out the options. When you would think anybody in their right mind would say, uh, no, I'll just, I think I'll just go up. Uh, I'm good on that. He said, I guess there's no, you know, I guess I weigh out the options. I mean, why would they even volunteer that if it wasn't something? Maybe it's not what I thought, you know. And so he says, all right, well, uh, hell is first. So the guy steps in the elevator, goes down, just, you know, numbers going really fast. Gets to the bottom, ding, and the doors open up, and it's man, the sun is shining. He and, and the, you got you got to know this guy. He loved he loved golf, and he, uh, he he was a big golfer. And so he stepped out onto a not the most beautiful golf course you've ever seen. He looked over and under a, a little uh, awning over there, at his, uh, his some of his friends that had gone on before him were over there. They're like, man, we're so glad to see you. They ran up to him. They gave him some some just solid gold clubs and and uh, and just a nice, you know, just nice something cold to drink, some sweet tea, and just man, it it was so nice. The guy was just like, oh my goodness, man. They played golf. He shot better than he ever had when he was alive. Uh, he just played the best game of his well life. Um, and just and then after afterwards the. Uh, you know, they, they get done, a guy, somebody rides up on a golf cart, and it's the devil. And man, he was the nicest guy. Man, he just shook the guy's hand, hey, hope you're having a good time. We're, we're glad to have you here, and uh, you know, this, glad, I see you met up with your friends already. He said, you can do this all day, every day, as long as you want. So what we're going to do, though, said we're fixing to go have a nice uh, steak and lobster dinner. Uh, so I want to take you all, you know, and he was like, this is the devil? 
And, and the guy was like, yeah, man, yeah. So, you know, just super nice. They sat down. They, they you know, had a nice uh, lobster and steak dinner. Dessert, man, it was great. Got massages after. It was just awesome. But before he knew it, 24 hours were up. He said, okay, well, go back to the elevator and went back up. The guy that was there before, he, he said, all right, you ready to, you know, for your next day? He said, yeah. Goes up and goes up to heaven. Man, he had a wonderful time. Just floated around, hung out on some clouds, you know, saw all kinds of wonders, all kinds of beauty, just, you know, just everything was great. I mean, it was just, it was wonderful, just complete peace, tranquility, just, you know, and it was, uh, it was great. Nothing to complain about. And he, uh, before he knows it, 24 hours is up, and he gets back, and uh, the guy says, you know, the, the being that met him there, he said, he says, so have you decided, you know, what you're going to do? You weighed out the options. He said, you know, I never thought that I would say this, but I, I think I'll just go to hell. And, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I, I, that sounds so weird to say, but I think, I think that's what I'm going to do. I've weighed out the options. It was, it was actually pretty great, not at all what I thought it was. So he says, Okay. He gets in the elevator, he goes back down, ding, doors open up, and it's just, it's a desolate wasteland with fire and brimstone, and he looks at his friends that were there, and they're, they're pulling stuff around on chains, they got their, cha- their feet and ankles are locked up in chains, and, and they're, 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 you know, looks like they're just, they're slaves, and it's just, uh, it's horrible, and the, the, even the smell is almost torture, and it's just, it, it's completely what you would think when you think hell, and the guy steps out, and he, he's already hot. He's already just, he's uncomfortable. It's the worst feeling he's ever had in his life. And the devil's standing there. He says, hey, this, this, is, not, this is not where I came yesterday. This is not at all what I thought it was. Uh, you know, what, what, what was going on yesterday? He said, oh, yesterday we were recruiting you. Today you're staff. And the moral or the point of that story is that when you even entertain the idea of weighing out the options and seeing if the grass is greener, you know, what side the grass is greener on. If you even decide, I think I'll go back and forth and weigh out my options and, and open myself up to other things and other ideas. And, 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 you know, if I, you know, maybe there's a different way. Maybe it's not exactly how I thought it was or how it was always preached to me. Maybe it's not, maybe the word of God doesn't exactly mean this. When I start to open myself up, the enemy will take every opportunity to make everything else look so appealing. He will take every opportunity to, to, to get you in and lure you in and say this is where it's at this is what you want there's pleasures here there's everything you want here all your friends are here hey this is where you want to be this is what you want i've got every desire that you want it's here the enemy will take that opportunity of your openness and your vulnerability he'll take it and knowing that it only leads to pain knowing that it only ends up with you being lost i'm telling you we can't afford to entertain the idea that there might be something else i'm telling you his word is forever settled and this is the real thing and this is the life that will save you and there is one lord one faith one baptism one life i can't live it another way i can't afford to weigh out the options i can't afford to try other things i can't afford to time is winding up and i cannot afford to be playing mind games Church, church, people, it's time. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. It's time today. Make up your mind. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose you this day who am I going to serve. I'm not going to be wishy-washy. I'm not going to be in and out. I'm in this. This is my life. This is who I am. I'm sold out. My mind is made up. I'm living for God. With everything that's in me, I'm living for the King. As for me in my house, as for me in my house, 
we will serve the Lord. We will love the Lord. We will worship the Lord. We will be committed to the Lord. We will trust the Lord. We will believe in the Lord. I'm asking every person today, asking myself, all of us in here today, this is what the Lord is trying to ask us. That's what the Lord is trying to, to show us and get in our minds and hearts today. I'm asking you, and I want you to think about it. I know we're not shouting. I know we're not running and rolling. I'm asking you this, and I want you to answer in yourself and make up in your mind. What are you going to do? This is not a throwaway message. And I don't care how different this is. And I don't care how, how just, I know this is not how I normally do. I don't care how different it is. I don't care if I'm not going step by step how people think a preacher ought to go. I don't care. I'm asking every person in this place today until you get it. Until, you, until that, that, it just gets inside of you. I'm asking you, what really are you going to do? Who are you going to be? Why is it that we have to keep waiting? Why is it that we have to wait on something to happen before we make up our minds? Why is it that we think that it has to be a certain service, a certain time, a certain event, God has to do a certain thing? Why do we think that it has to be that way before we can make up in our minds what we're going to do? Who are you going to serve? What life are you going to live? Where are you going to spend eternity? What are you going to sell out to? We cannot afford, especially now, so close And not just because it's so close to the coming of the Lord, but because we are in such an urgent and important hour in the church, there's a harvest that is ready, that's dependent on us having a made-up mind. So, I can't afford to be lukewarm. The Bible talks about that the Lord can't stand lukewarm. Doesn't mean He doesn't love you. Doesn't mean He doesn't care for you. But He doesn't want you to be halfway in, halfway out. We can't be somewhere in the middle, church. We can't be just barely getting by. We can't be fake it till I make it. No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You can ner- cannot serve God and mammon. You can stand with me today. I'm drawing to a close because there's not much else that I can say. But I'm asking us today without I know it doesn't just feel like like the the fire is going. I know it doesn't feel like you don't feel like shouting and hooping and hollering. I'm just asking us today. Not I'm not and I'm not beating up on us. I'm not beating up on us, and I'm not uh, you know. I know we got got visitors and you know friends here today, and he has to hear this kind of thing. He's like, man, I wanted to come to Athens and shout. I'm not trying to beat up on us today, church. And I'm not, I'm not a guest evangelist. This is my church. This is, you know, that's my pastor. This is my people. I'm not at a, at a different church where, where I, I just pump them up and, and help them and encourage them. I, I'm speaking from the heart of God today for this church. I tried to go down other avenues. Man, I had other stuff. And God just kept saying, no, 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 no. You need this today. You need this today. 
I'm speaking from the heart of God today, and I believe that this is the appointed time for this message to go forth. Why do we let ourselves believe that all the stars have to align before I can make up my mind? Why do we let ourselves believe that it has to be this and this and this and this has to happen in my life before I can decide I'm giving my life, all of my life to God? I'm talking to every person in this place, sinner, saint, whether you come to church or you don't, if you're in this room today, this is for you. I might come to church. I might sit on the pew and I might even, you know, I, I lift my hands and participate in the service. But how committed really am I? How much am I really serving? How much am I really uh, working on growing this church, helping, helping my pastor, helping my church, growing the kingdom of God, reaching lost souls? How invested am I really? Or maybe today you've been on the run from God. In and out, in and out, over and over, same cycle, over and over and over and over and over. But if you came to hear the word of the Lord today, the word of the Lord is saying, choose this day. Choose you this day. Who are you going to serve? I don't care. I, if we could just get in a place where you say, I don't care anymore about the rest of it. I don't care what the enemy tries to throw at me. I don't care what the world thinks about me. I don't care what my friends or even my family thinks about me. I don't care what I have to give up. I don't care what things in my life I have to change. I don't care if it seems foolish to make such a drastic change in my life. I don't care. I just want to be the Lord's. I just want my life to serve the Lord. I just want to be 100% committed and consecrated and dedicated to the Lord and to this life. I will be holy. I will answer the call of God on my life. I will do what He's calling me to do. I am going to give up these things and take this cross up and follow Him. It's such an urgency today, church. And I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but I'm trying to reach somebody's soul. Because I love everybody in this room today. I love you, and I, and I mean it when I say, I, I call out your name. I can spend a good while sometimes just praying for people just coming to mind. just I love everybody in this room. You're my church. And if, if you're just a visitor today, hey, I love you. But I'm talking to us today for this church, for this people. I don't care what your situation is. If, if, if you've been running from God or if you've been uh, sitting on the pew and, and being a pew prodigal, or if you just know I'm not giving everything that, that I've got to, to this thing. I'm not giving 100%. The word of the Lord today is just simply saying, choose this day. Stop trying to live a double, triple, quadruple life. I've called you to be somebody specific, peculiar, called by my name. Everything don't have to be perfect for you to sell out. Everything, you don't have to be completely good. Uh, who in the world, what do I have to repent for if I'm totally good and perfect? I just got to give everything to God and watch Him make the change. There are areas of revival that are going to be unlocked if we'll receive this word today, church. Yes, yes, yes. I wish we could come now to these altars. And with... Just, just us and God today. Just me and God right now. I wish.
that we could empty ourselves of everything and let Him pour into us right now. God, give me that desire. Give me that craving to live for You. God, I'm going to be totally Yours. Everything that I am is Yours. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of fooling myself. I'm tired. I'm tired of deceiving myself, God. I'm just giving myself to You. Why can't it be today, church? Why can't today be the day I'm making up my mind? Choose you this day who you're going to serve.
lift your hands right now. While these are still praying, let's all, if you can, let's stand in this house. Those that are still here, would you just stand and stretch your hands this way and pray for these that are praying in the altar? Let's pray God will help them today. They're seeking and looking, making decisions. Could we help them with our faith today? Could we stretch out our faith toward them today? Would you do that for another minute or two? Hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice and pray out loud. Pray a word of faith over somebody. Speak to them. Worship the Lord.
take the hand of the person next to you right now. Wherever you are in the sanctuary, I want you to grab somebody's hand and I want you to lift it toward heaven. The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Almighty God is moving in a special way in this place. You are not alone. God is going to fight for you. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my. You have no idea the number of prayers that are being answered right now. We can't see. The Lord said in one place, He said, I'll pour you out a blessing. It'll be so great that there won't be room to receive it. Let me tell you, that's what He's doing in this house today. Because I'm telling you, there's some things money can't buy, but there's all ain't nothing that the Holy Ghost can't supply. Yeah, Hallelujah. That was some sound preaching and teaching. And you know, and it brought brought my mind. I'm not going to preach a message, but I'm going to tell you something that came to me while he was preaching. You know, we love the Book of Philippians because we love knowing that. As Paul stated, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And that's great scripture, and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for the promise it holds. But there's another scripture in there that's just as important in Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ. Let this mind... You know, this idea about I can do all things is great, but it don't mean nothing if your mind ain't right. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ. That was a mind that wouldn't quit. That was a mind that didn't hate, didn't cause division, didn't fear, didn't give up. That was a mind that was faithful. That was a mind that said, not my will, but your will be done. That was a, that was a mind that was set on finishing what God wanted him to do. So let me tell you something. I don't want to be double-minded, but I want the mind of Christ. I want the same mindset that he had, that I'm going to finish this race that that God has put before me. I'm going to finish my course. I'm going to finish what God... God called you here for a reason. Hey, come on. He said, you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. He put purpose in every one of us. He said, and to them that believe, he gave them the power to be the sons of God. Purpose, Brother Larry. And so I, I want all of us, as he did, to fulfill our purpose as he fulfilled his. Praise God. Son, great word today. Thank you, Lord. Let's thank the Lord for what he did.
Thank you, God, for what you've done. Lift your hands one more time. Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you right now for the miracles, for the blessings. Hallelujah for the refreshing, for stirring our faith, for helping us to make up our mind, for having mercy on us another day, for giving us another opportunity. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is good. God is good. Come on, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Just go ahead and shout to God in the victory. Hallelujah. One step at a time, and I'm closer to my miracle. What's one step, but I'm a step closer. One step closer to God coming through in my life. One step closer to God letting that miracle happen. Hallelujah. I'm just one step closer to my answer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The scripture said, now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Every breath you take is another breath closer. You're getting there. You're going to get there. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to get there. I got faith in you. You're going to get there. You're not quitting. You're not surrendering. You're not backing up. You're going to get there. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. We love you. Monday night prayer, tomorrow night at 7, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Going to be a great week. If you don't have anywhere to go, if you don't have a home church, come back and see us. We want you to be with us every time you can. Be ready for church next Sunday, the Lord willing. We're going to have a great time in Jesus' name. We love you. You can be dismissed in the name of Jesus. Praise God. We love you. Shake hands with somebody. Encourage them in the Lord.